Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Golden Knights clinch a playoff spot, but lose in overtime in San Jose to the Sharks 4-3. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cordasco along with Chris Golick. You could find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And, of course, the YouTube channels Lockdown Golden Knights. Please subscribe there. So, Chris, and oh, what an awful, awful turnover by Alex Petrangelo in overtime. As Logan Couture wins it, that big turnover, and I'm going to put all the blame squarely, squarely on Bruce Cassidy, who said after the game, and he was really moving on the swayometer, that this team was out of sorts. This is on Bruce Cassidy, and I just felt that they got a little bit too loose before the game, and they were not mentally, mentally prepared to play the Sharks. The signs were there. Uh, I mentioned a few things, right? I mentioned uh, one of his pregame discussions with the media. Talks about all these playoff teams are going to be facing and things like that. Never mentioned the Sharks. Big deal? Maybe, maybe not. But this happened a while back with the Chicago Blackhawks, if you recall. They had um, a tough road trip or a tough schedule coming up. They mentioned every single team besides the Chicago Blackhawks. And they end up losing that game as well. So... You know, you look at this in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that's a couple points that could really be, uh, you know, nice to have right now, especially given the injuries and uh, all of a sudden how he seemed to be limping in to the end of the season. But going back strictly to last night's game right now, practice is canceled because of a whole multitude of reasons about fatigue and everything. I was all over that the second I saw that. So they announced Tuesday nights after the loss to Edmonton. After um, Bruce walks off, the gentleman, uh, Nate, who runs all the, the PR stuff and everything, he says, okay, we'll see you guys tomorrow morning, 1130 City National. Okay, cool, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I see the pictures coming out. Oh, I guess p- practice was highly optional this morning, as in no one was on the ice. So, fine, you cancel practice, you give the team a day of rest, whatever terminology you want to use. Fine. Bruce has the ultimate pulse on this team. I will give him credit for doing that. But why... Are we shaking the lineup? Why are we all of a sudden forcing Paul Cotter out there? No disrespect the to Paul man. Cotter. Just the Booger why? Man doesn't even play. The Booger Man. Our shutdown defenseman, right? Our shutdown defensive fourth line center. You know, they, they just felt, okay, we're going to beat the Sharks. We're going to make some changes. It doesn't matter who we put out there. We're going to win this game. It's not how it, this is still the NHL. I don't care <laughs> that the Sharks are having the type of season that they are. These are still NHL talented individuals that can win hockey games and they're going to give you a game. And, you know, I wanted to lead off, I guess, by starting here, credit the Sharks. They played a good game. They showed up to work. They punched the clock. They gave VGK a game as bad as VGK played is, you know, we're going to tear that apart for about the next eight to 10 minutes or so, but credit the Sharks in a game where they could easily mail it. And oh, we won on Tuesday. Better not play tonight. They did well. Credit the Sharks. Good game, Sharks. Okay, so Jack Eichel, on a positive note, making it into the playoffs for the first time ever in his career. I think that that's fantastic. And that yes. 
would have been highlighted, I think, a little bit more had they won the contest last night. But that's terrific news because of what he has gone through in his journey. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, I want to get to the face-off circle. We talked about it yesterday. VGK Everyone does, else, what, Now they're finally talking about it, right? Okay, so post-game, yeah, we got to do better in the face-off circle. Yeah, well, okay, you should have listened to our show yesterday, folks, because yesterday they lose in the face-off circle 30-18. to 18. Edmonton was 38-26. I am just concerned that this team cannot turn it on and off as they, they wish. And they have a couple of really tough games here where they don't get the benefit of the schedule, where they don't get a sandwich game in between for Minnesota. So I'm very concerned about that. BGK trailed 2 to nothing. right? That opening goal, again, was a result of a face-off circle loss by Nick Watt to Bordalo, and that started things off there. I, I'm really concerned about that. And then Keegan Colasar, Keegan Colasar, two first-period penalties committed. So Chandler Stevenson on the face-off conversation is uh, now 11th in the league, and he was higher for a long time. He was, like, top two, top three for a while. Of players that have greater than 50 face-offs taken, Brian Fraze, of all people, Henderson Silver Knights, who <laughs> register enough games with the VGK, is actually fifth in the league overall right now. So maybe we got to think about making that play. I don't know. Um so, yeah, I mean, the face-off situation, it's a concern, and it's a bigger concern in the playoffs when puck possession is even of much more, you know, importance. It's You're not going to get as many uh, power plays theoretically, so you have to get every advantage and every possible, you know, every event that has an outcome, right? And you're w- just watching it happen. It just doesn't pass the eye test, and especially these defensive zone face-off law. I mean, listen, it happens in neutral zone. Okay, fine, whatever. You lose it even in your own offensive zone. It sucks, but it's not the end of the world, right? You go and you get the puck, and I mean, there's there's plays designed about letting the other team win the face-off when you are in your offensive zone, and you go and chase and try and get a turnover, but in the defensive zone, especially just, you know, a one-two-three shot off the off the point, bounces, finds a way in the back of the net, that's just, you know, those you gotta limit those. You gotta limit those, and, you know, now all of a sudden, I mean, last week, we're all high and mighty, right? Everything is good. We're getting ready for the Edmonton game, won the first two games of the roadie, you know, and now all of a sudden, a week later, you're wondering how this team is going to, you know, survive past the first round. It's fair. Yeah, it's just up and down. And now Edmonton uh, draws to within a couple of points in the Pacific. Uh, There's a game in hand for VGK. Three points back now are the Kings. That was a real important game. Edmonton surprising that it was just a two to nothing uh, contest final in favor. Yeah, my of stats Edmonton. betting, my, my sports betting account surprised also. <laughs> so the VGK seven game uh, road win streak comes to an end. Uh, the power play unit that is ranked sixteenth. Uh, Nick Wad did atone for a moment um, on the law lo- for the lost faceoff by scoring the goal. Um, that goal uh, to Barbashev rather, where Barbashev uh, scored the goal. And uh, the one thing that, uh, you know, and maybe this is one of those areas where VGK, I felt, was a little bit exploited in that if teams can stop the VGK transition game, they're going to have a chance to win. Um, And I I thought that San Jose did a really good job in just cutting off any, any sort of rushes for the Vegas Golden Knights. The transition game for the Vegas Golden Knights was non-existent. Again, they lost faceoffs, and the two big turnovers, it was Chandler Stevenson 
and then Petrangelo at the end, and that did the mid. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot. You're not to, so you high know. on. You're not so high on Chandler these days. No, well, so I, I, I think I was very fair last night. Um, Stevenson, you're just watching the game. This is even before the turnover he had at the blue line that led to the Sharks coming. I mean, there's two things happen on that goal. One, he does a just a poor turnover on on the on the far blue line, and then he is is late getting back on the play. Um, for whoever scored the goal to take that to take that lead there. So, you know, it was a, a one-two punch right there. And Chandler Stevenson, no one should be able to beat him in a race from end to end on the ice, but, you know, a small handful of people in the NHL. Going back to uh, what I was originally going to say. Um, Transition. Stevenson. Yeah, no, back, Stevenson. no, back to Stevenson. So third period, he had a very good game. I thought he was one of the better BGK players in the third period. Very noticeable. Not that he just got the shot off that eventually led to the game-tying goal, but he was just creating opportunities. You hear his name in a much more positive fashion the deeper the game went. So I don't I don't recall if the lines got shuffled. I mean, I know Cassie made the comment the bench got short, and I didn't look at the, got short, at the yeah. time on ice report, but I'm sure uh, Paul Cotter played about 38 seconds, and, you know, <laughs> King Colesar might not even see the ice in the third period. Um, wow. So it was good to see Stevenson get better. And on a positive note, VGK, after the final commercial break, they showed up. They did have a good last six minutes of the game. And if they would have played that type of hockey, this is a five to one victory the whole game. But by that point, San Jose is in shutdown mode. They do give up a goal to, you know, for VGK to tie it, but they're able to weather the storm and sell Petrangelo did what he did. But at least VGK showed. I mean, they went from 11 shots on goal, like with under they 10. Had nine, the game, they think. had nine shots on goal through two periods. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So, and they went like eight something minutes in the second period without a shot on goal, which just could never happen against a team like the Sharks, who are not known for their for their defense. So, there was a good moment there, at least in the third, where they did turn on. They did realize what was at stake. Small, small, not even a moral victory type of thing, but something at least worth pointing out. And. You know, it's what's unfortunate now is I doubt they're practicing today. It's a travel day. I mean, I know it's only San Jose, but it's still a travel day. And tomorrow will be a, a light skate. And then all of a sudden, here comes Minnesota, you know, the team that I believe is right on top of the central now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. They're surging. They've been playing well. We'll get into them in our next segment. But, uh, you know, Larry Brossois had never given up. Uh, that was This is a strange uh, statistic uh, in the game last night. I watched the San Jose feed, by the way. I just wanted to see. If I was up and back. Yeah, it was it was a pretty good feat, to be honest with it you. It was. They were they were, they were good. Fair. They were very good. They're fair. Yeah, and um, Larry Brossois had never given up a goal to any current shark going into that game, <laughs> and then they give up four goals. Like that's just you should not give up four goals in a game like that. Should they not. Were, and they weren't really like great goals. Like Brossois no. did not have a good game. He didn't have a good game. No, the one went off the uh, the stick of White Cloud. The other one right. appeared to be deflected, but it wasn't. It, yeah, they weren't great goals that they were scoring. And the Sharks did. weren't peppering either. No, they were not peppering. You're right. So, yeah, so, uh, there were a couple of cheap goals at the very least in that game. And I just thought the approach for VGK was just no, it was just too nonchalant. We're concerned and, about the goaltending again, Tony. We're concerned yeah. about the goaltending right okay, now. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the roller coaster ride. So, how do you play the goalies this weekend? It's going to have to be quick on the front end, Rosswa on the back end of the home and home. I was looking for. I'm looking for like a blindfold, a dart, and a dice right now, and I think that's the method. <laughs> um, you know, listen. Um, 
there's a lot on Jonathan Quick's going to be the playoff starter right now. Is as tough as that is to say at the moment because you know we look at some of these recent starts. He'll be fine. I I think he'll be okay in the playoffs. I hope he'll be okay in the playoffs. The trust that was there, you know, listen the the honeymoon's over with Jonathan Quick. The honeymoon's over. It's not about the name Jonathan Quick. It's about the results now. And of course, you know things were really well in the beginning. Had some good games, and you know now you look. I mean, he's had two shellackings also. You know the Calgary and uh, Edmonton situation. You can go a little deeper in those games, but at the end of the day, those are goals against. Of I think for for JQ was what was five on Tuesday because he got pulled and Brassois let one, and then however many he let in in the Flames situation. So uh, you know there's there's been some concerns right now, over. but bet the over. over. Oh God, yeah, over all day. Every but, <laughs> positive the, side, the quick effect, man. Even if he's it not is, in no, goal. A little bit of positivity. April. (laughs) It's only going to be April 1st right now. There are still, what, six games remaining. Is that correct? Seven games remaining. Okay. So that's basically two calendar weeks plus or minus to figure things out. Maybe we do get some some news about Logan. Maybe we get some news about Aiden. And, you know, I guess the worst thing almost is if, okay, game 79, Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson return to practice. Then what? Like someone, you know, someone all upstairs, these so many questions. This is, I wonder, this is... I, I wonder if, I wonder if the front office started to meddle and say, you know what, you need to play this Cotter kid, you need to do this or that. I just, I'm so curious about that. Yeah, yeah there's no listen. Way it took the game, it took the game the 75 to say there's an interference, Tony. That's pretty good this year. Okay, it's pretty good. Is that just a two minute penalty? Yeah. Okay, we'll have to get back on track here. Uh, so VGK has a home-and-home, home, a back-to-back versus the Minnesota Wild, which could say a lot about where things wind up for the Vegas Golden Knights. They play Saturday night at the Fortress, and then Monday in Minnesota, we talk about the VGK-Minnesota matchup coming up next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. No matter how the game went last night, not very well, uh, any time that you take the ice, you have got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot by winning, by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you are hiring, you definitely need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, you can interview, and you can hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you are guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you just do not pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need to find that one powerful hiring partner that can help you do that all, and that is Indeed. It partners with you every step of the way, from Instamatch to assessments to virtual interviews, and Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. So definitely start hiring right now. There's a $75 sponsored job credit waiting for you to upgrade your job post at Indeed. Indeed.com slash locked on. Again, it's indeed.com slash locked on. And today is the final day where you can capitalize on this offer. Indeed.com slash locked on. Uh, you can definitely go there. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you definitely need Indeed. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Colick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can find us wherever your podcasts are available. And yesterday, I found the podcast on Odyssey, which is a great, great partner each and every day. So you can go on the Odyssey app, and you can tune in there. 
everywhere. We are global, brother. And definitely check out the YouTube channel where you can see uh, Chris's uh, backdrop and you can see my backdrop as well. That was a bad one. And definitely subscribe there. Since Kirill Kaprizov went down, Chris, on March the 8th, his team has rallied. Uh, they're playing very well. The Wild, since he went down, since he's out, 7-1-2 and two since that time. And a 21-year-old player by the name of Matthew Baldy has now taken over. Uh, 11 goals. 11 goals since that time in just the short month. And the Wild off of a 4-2 to two penalty mark game. That was a big win in Colorado on Wednesday night. This will be a really tough home-and-home, back-and-forth for the VGK. This is going to be difficult. No doubt. And it, it should be difficult right now. I mean, Minnesota, they're obviously trying to to get a banner all of a sudden, which is certainly a nice change from, you know, they were just kind of there hanging out. Like you knew they were going to probably make the playoffs. There was never a concern about that, but surging to the division uh, was something that I don't think any of us were necessarily looking at from afar. And remember they trade Kevin Fiala in the off season. They trade Fiala. We're like, what is happening here? Like they're trading one of their, you know, one of their key scoring pieces. And all of a sudden, you know, it, it, it took until, you know, this point of the year, but they're finally, uh, you know, figuring things out right now. Flurry come, comes in 24, 13, and 4, 281 goals against. So, I mean, he's given the team a chance, but he's not necessarily, you know, having that that banner type of situation. Uh, Philippe Gustafson, uh, 29 and 5 with a 201 goals against. Jeez. So, curious uh, which way they're going to go on Saturday. You got to think Flurry would start, but I wouldn't, uh, I would not uh, lock that in. I wouldn't I would, lock that in. No, I, I wouldn't I lock it in. The, I might go the other way around. Yeah, I mean, you take the distraction end. out, you know, and you give yeah. Flurry his victory lap. You know, he'll be out there, uh, you know, kissing babies and, you know, catching all the flowers and stuff like that. And uh, let him have fun and warm ups and be able to take it all in instead of, uh, you know, the pressure of, you know, winning a hockey game in this type of environment. But a lot of times coaches, they do give the starts to the players when they have that type of history. So who knows? But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And uh, this is the challenge that the team needs right now. Um, if they can come back and have a very good winning effort on Saturday. That could also, uh, you know, make this uh, game against the Sharks feel a lot better. You have to get to the finish line if you're VGK. Right now, you have to get to the Not finish limped. line. No, they got to they win the Pacific. No, you have to get. I didn't say limp. I said get. Right. Get there. Yeah. They have to win gotcha. the Pacific. They have to definitely be up there in contention the final week of this season for the Western Conference lead. Uh, yes. The Wild, the Wild are red hot. At least one point, Chris, in 20 of their last 21 games. So this is going to be really tough. They've got 22 victories at home, the most in the National Hockey League. And then uh, at the trade deadline, they were very active. They picked up uh, Marcus Johansson. They also had uh, John Klingberg was doing nothing in Anaheim, right? And then he's now contributing. And Oscar Sundquist from Detroit has found a new life. They're they're pretty tough. I, they're they're playing very well. They're skating well, and they're playing very physical. And I'm just curious if if VGK loses the front end of this home and home, could be in trouble. Could be in trouble because Minnesota is so good at home, and they'll have momentum. So a split, and I think you're still okay. Uh, you can't lose two. You cannot lose two games in this series. No, I mean losing two games would be would be very tough right now for the grand scheme of things. Um, going back on the standing side, like you said earlier, we got three we got three points over the Kings, same games played. Two points over the Oilers, one game in hand. Uh, Minnesota can tie for the conference lead 
if they do beat us on Saturday in regulation, which mm. uh, all of a sudden, you know, now we're uh, going to the, the tiebreakers and such, trying to figure which team would, would have a home ice advantage. Should they meet in the playoffs? If, should they end with the same number of points? Um, you know, uh, even a split, yeah, fine. We'll take a split, maybe three or four points if we can get lucky and one goes to overtime and we win the other game outright. That would be even really nice as well. So let's look, trying to figure out like where they should be overall points-wise, seven games left, 1,400. I mean, if they can find a way to like that eight to nine more points in these last seven games, that probably wins the division. Maybe not the, the West overall, but, you know, I think uh, 100 and, 108, 109 points would be a nice target and a good way to finish uh, the season. Hopefully it keeps us ahead of Minnesota and Dallas and L.A. and Edmonton and all of a sudden all these teams that are surging. Never even said a word about Colorado, the, the Stanley Cup champion right now. I mean, this is uh, this is getting fun. What's not, not getting fun is when they're going to bill me for my playoff tickets, but otherwise it's getting fun right now. It's getting exciting. So what do you think that's going to happen? For the playoff tickets? Yeah. I mean, when, so, when will they announce it today? So what happens right now is Wednesday, there will be a public on sale for for tickets sometime between then. And I presume probably today uh, we will get an email with what our prices per tickets and then VGK fans will have VGK season ticket holders will have the opportunity to opt in to the night salutes, which gives us like a 10 or 15 percent discounts. But it also locks the ability to sell the tickets via access the, the team's official third party if you opt out of the night salute you pay like 10 or 15 percent more for your tickets but you also have the ability to reset to resell them uh through access so that's a choice that you know fans obviously make and you know let's see what happens ryan reeves and mark af they both return here to the fortress uh, it's going to be interesting and and uh, reeves does me this reeves make a run at anyone yeah he, that's, he's got a job to do. He'll make a run. Absolutely. He'll he'll definitely look, look to put someone on their butt right now. Um, spe- speaking really fast, I will say I liked Marchessault last night. We got a little glimpse of playoff Marchessault when he planted. I forgot who it Feisty. was in the corner. Feisty. Yeah, he's he's got a gear to him. And you're going to start seeing Marchessault stepping his game up a lot in the physical department. I don't think he's going to do it against Ryan Reeves tomorrow night. But he will <laughs> definitely. I mean, he'll take a shot at him if he can, but it won't end very well. <laughs> be pretty funny actually it's um, great because then, then we'll see reeves here for the softball game this summer and they'll be buddy buddies drinking yeah and then, and then he'll break beer. his ankle again in left field and who knows what's going to happen there <laughs> for sure uh but yeah philip gustafson you know you just touched on him he's just playing out of his mind and i think it's good because they did reach a lull right uh minnesota when we saw flurry was just getting peppered right and then yeah all of a it sudden everybody Right. Gustafson steps in and he's just been they have a really good one two punch. And when you have Flurry, you have that experience going into the playoffs that makes them even more dangerous. And yeah, Gustafson is only a, a, a rookie two or three years removed now. So, I mean, it's yeah, he's you know. very young and he's really good. And he's allowed three or more goals in just 10 out of 34. He's games. got a pretty good mentor also. OK, and so it's going to be the magic number four goals in in each of these games. Sure, you but I give, you, you my, my gut up, tells me you're going to you, actually have, give up have pretty good defensive not. efforts on both sides. Physical, tight checking, very little open ice. VGK is going to have to find a way to get behind the Minnesota defense via chip and chase, dump and chase. This, this, this could be some boring 80s and 90s hockey, honestly, at least on the VGK side. 
Minnesota might have a little more skill with the injury situation to the Vegas Golden Knights. So they might be able to be a little more creative, but this might really need to be a, you know, North South in your face type of game, get the puck in the corner, go get it, work hard. Uh, Chandler Stevenson, grab your nuts and go to work. Right. There you go. Coming up next, that in a while. Ooh, that's been a while. There we go. I know. Speaking of grabbing nuts, we're going to be grabbing WTF. There's huh? a lot of the comments, right? So we're going to get to that. It's okay. what the Friday okay. coming your way. Transition, but we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> coming your way next, right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Well, we've got the final four in basketball. Major League Baseball has begun. So has the Ajita for me and all of my Yankee fan friends. But now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book because new customers get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your team, if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It is safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything in basketball from the money line to the point scores to the three-pointers drained. And the player, uh, we've got player props, player points, rebounds, assists. And FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. That's right. So don't miss out on your chance for your no-sweat first bet. It's up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. We appreciate you tuning in, and thank you so much for making us your first listen and for listening deep, deep into the show because we get a lot of shout-outs from folks that, you know, we just make one little minor comment in segment three, and everyone's on us, so it's great. But it's a lot of fun, and I did not get a lot of bad chirps at me last night. I just tweeted out, Chris, right before the game, that I didn't feel that this team was going to be ready. It's like I just knew that BGK was not the practice. Did it for me. The practice did it for me for this game. I told you. And then I saw the lineup. I'm like, it. what are we doing here? What are we doing? Okay. So, so what about the clinch though? Before the game, I know that Ashley had asked Cassidy about you know you clinched you know just 30 minutes before the game. Is there some sort of a letdown with the team? And and is there a locker room celly when you wrap up a playoff berth? Was there a locker room celly? This is not Major League Baseball, Tony. Okay. Not major league baseball. All right, let's get to WTF. WTF, I'm just going to start off. Sooner or later in the final, what, six, seven games, BGK is going to get hit with an embellishment penalty. They're going to get hit with one. Watch how they're drawing penalties. Your guy, your guy, Willie, free Willie. He runs into sticks and falls over and draws penalties. Watch it. Just watch how they're drawing penalties these days. They will get hit with an embellishment penalty down the stretch. WTF. I, I don't like how they're drawing penalties. Watch what they're doing. Watch how they're just flopping. The it's NHL, they did a good job getting getting away from uh, – they, they, there was a period of time where, like, everything, okay, they call the opposition for whatever they did, and then they get the guy for the embellishment. And, like, I don't know. I'm, uh, it's a good penalty to have for the refs and their and their weaponry, but I think they've eliminated a lot of that in the game. I hope, but I hear what you're saying. But Carlson had a good game last night. He did a good job getting the puck from Reimer and uh, you know on that on that goal that Hay got. So let's give yeah, Carlson he missed credit. two been, cracks at the goal first. Okay, and he just got Carlson's been doing better lately. He's been doing okay. better lately. I'll give him credits. I'll give him credit. I'm I'm on the train with you, Tony, about the memes and everything you do about Carlson. But 
<laughs> last couple of games, good things have been happening. All right. So that's where I'll WTF, start. Um, WTF. Before I get too deep, I, I talk so much about my, my sports card world. Um, You guys want to get a taste of what the sports card world is right now? Go to MGM this weekend. There's an event called the Mint. Uh, it's basically a big card show. It's a little bigger than just like people buying and selling in cards. It's a lifestyle show. And it just, if you don't understand what the world of sports cards is, go to MGM anytime between now and Sunday. Huge show. You will be absolutely blown away. I'll be there Saturday before the Golden Knights game hanging out. So moving on from that. Um, so listen, guys, Golden Knights, hear me out here. Hear me out here. Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard, we want nothing to do with that guy in the West. Nothing to do with him in the Pacific. The Golden Knights gave San Jose the extra points to make it a little more difficult for the Sharks to win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. So WTF to everyone thinking that VGK just, you know, played terrible last night. Nope, they dumped that game to give the Sharks a less of a chance to get Connor Bedard WTF. That underscore guy, 448 on Twitter, great job calling this a trap game yesterday, as we did on Lockdown Golden Knights. But WTF was that. Can't take down a tanking Sharks team. Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, Wausau Aaron, one of our favorite uh, contributors, too. Uh, He said, Chris and I may have the same one here, but WTF is why scratch booger? I like that they're calling him booger, too. Uh, didn't Cassidy slot him as the fourth line center immediately after the trade, losing confidence in him. Seriously, what was that, Chris? Overthinking it, overthinking it. That's it. That's all there is. Uh, we've got uh, Jackie at Dancing Roses. WTF ESPN's coverage of the Edmonton game on Tuesday. The announcers were blatantly obvious in their preference of EDM over VGK. Everything they said was so negative. Local announcers for VGK are more neutral about other teams. I actually muted the TV and listened to the radio broadcast, WTF. There are some homers out there, and I thought that the San Jose uh, feed was very, very fair last night. So, um, I've got a WTF. VGK giving up three power play goals to Edmonton. WTF. WTF. And this is down the stretch. And down the stretch they come. Right, WTF. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm of the of the perspective that I don't care about the Edmonton power player how good it is. You have to stop it. You have to stop it. End of story. And we'll I'm sure we'll hit that a lot more in the next uh, week or two weeks when we find out who some of these playoff matchups are going to be. Okay, WTF. VGK is in the playoffs. Who cares? Moving on. It's a checkpoint. Fine, they're in the playoffs. Whoop de doo. Stop celebrating it. But bigger WTF right now. What is with all these just people constantly still trying to attack the Vegas Golden Knights for their farm system, for their youth players, for the trades that have been made? Like it is happening all over the place. Like it's when VGK gets some success going, okay, let's uh, let's find something bad, something mean to say about the Golden Knights. And, you know, we don't develop players like Cody Glass, who's finding his game right now. Finding his game, Cody Glass, he's going to finish with 34 points on the Nashville Predators, who, you know, on, on any any other team, he'd be lucky to be a fourth-line player. And that's no disrespect to Cody Glass, but when people make these comments about VGK not developing players, you know, you forget about players like Haig and White Cloud and Colasar and Cotter and Dorofiev and Patera and Logan Thompson 
and Keaton Korzak, who's contributed, Brayden Pahals, who has contributed, Brisson, who they are purposely going nice and slow with, who will contribute. You know, they traded Zach Dean from the QMJRWCHL, whatever the heck it's called. Oh my <laughs> God. Can you believe that, Tony? Like all these people I can't that just you constantly. That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got. I, if you say nine letters, you're gonna get you're gonna get at least half of them right in that. Um, but point being is, why does everyone just love attacking VGK for absolutely meaningless things when they don't acknowledge the fact that now we're gonna be in the playoffs five of six seasons, three trips to the conference finals, four playoff, soon to be five playoff appearances? Like, who gives a blankety blank about all that other stuff right now? You have your window and you go for it. And the window is going to be here this year. It's going to be here probably next year. Probably going to be here the window the year after that, the way they're making their deals right now. So all these just mid-level hacks who love going after the VGK for these just meaningless narratives. Let's talk about results. Let's don't, I don't care about the farm. I don't care. Show me what's happened on the ice. Show me how this team has a chance to compete for a Stanley Cup. I don't give a crap about anything else outside of that WTF. Okay, so a lot of these mid-level hacks are folks where their teams that they cover are out of the playoffs. Have you noticed that? Okay, so there you go. Uh, we've got one from at... Let's say mid-level is probably too much respect. Speak about all these letters. At VGK D-A-L-B-X. Um, okay. <laughs> WTF is going on with the turnovers. We are giving games away when we turn over pucks in our own zone Maybe they haven't put in any take care of the puck drills in practice because we can't and we won't win in the playoffs like this WTF. They, ha- they have to do better with uh, puck management, right? I mean, sure. You know, listen, guys, we're it's game 75 right now. This is, you know, the the dog days of the summer part two, so to speak, right? BGK had their struggles in the middle when there was injuries, which there's injuries again right now. Go figure. So I don't want to, you know, I can't say that. I don't want to moan about a narrative right now, but you do. And we actually, and, and Tony, we did a pretty good job actually waiting this long, but you have to acknowledge the fact that we're without Riley Smith, that we're without Mark Stone, that we're without Will Carrier. And that last night we're without Shay Theodore. And we're without Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill, who that were was a violin. The, there you go. Thank you. That's a violin. It's good. We did were without run, all did that. Did they run television? Did they point this out last night when they were trailing in the game? They must have. Mm, they I have. didn't watch a whole lot of it. I honestly was more on the Sharks feed last night, too. Okay. So I, I, the parts of the Golden Knights I did see, I didn't mind it a whole lot, though. I mean, I think uh, the TV guys, I think they're usually pretty fair. I think you get a better. I think definitely Gary Lawless gives you a little more of the, you know, real life you know, perspective than some of the TV guys. I'll definitely say that. Okay. So, so, okay. I just wanted to jump in. Okay. Let's go. WTF, in why are you jumping in, in Cordasco? It's okay. uh, whenever there's a turnover in the game, radio or television for VGK, they never say who turned over the puck. We'll never say it. Suddenly, or the final the score, team... they get blown out too. Barstool Sports. There you go. Okay. Go ahead. Go with the Barstool Sports take go ahead no it's pretty all right so barstool sports put a funny tweet out there it was after the edmonton game the vegas golden knights for whatever reason refused to tweet the exact final score of the game they just and every team does and every team does then puppies and whatever and just whatever snide comments (laughs) then eventually they did put out the recap which showed it but you know barstool sports and barstool sports uses a very colorful way of uh, a lot of four-letter words and stuff to explain things it's very entertaining i enjoy it a lot actually um 
And they were blasting the VGK media people, whoever runs the, the social feed for not putting it out there because in their own creative way, they're, they're dogging them. But they also did say, this is just part of, this is the job. This is the, this is the respect you offer the other team after they, they kick your butt. You tell, put the score out there, put the put score the out score. there, you know? Right. So that's a WTF. W, w, the little, little, little small WTF for, uh, for and, the media for not getting that out there. And okay. So the social media department with VGK, oh, I guarantee. I, I know you on the, I knew you on this. I knew you were going with this. No, no, no. Here's all I'm doing. I was just going to say that they're getting leadership is telling them not to post a final seven to two score. Oh. Where was I going? I, I thought you were going to, cause I thought you were going to say about the, the, Text you sent me last night, and they're watching what that's okay. oh, taking taking my tweets away, rolling with the homies, which I put out with Coolio earlier this week with a meme, and then they put rolling with the homies on their tweet. Come on, man! They're watching you, Tony. They're watching you and no one else, Tony. Our boy uh, Tommy Vegas at Darth Tommy seven seven four WTF. You cannot drive one mile in Vegas without seeing this crap. Single lane ahead, all these traffic cones. It's getting bad. Even on the routes that I take. Where I don't go onto the freeway, everything's shut down. Two fifteen, yeah, two fifteen and fifteen. They did it last night. They went from they went from four lanes to two lanes in the interchange for no good reason. At wow. new, like one in the afternoon, no, eleven thirty in the in the morning. Like why? Wait, one in the afternoon, eleven. Th- okay, yesterday morning, late morning, late yes. morning. Okay, all right, one minute. Take us home. Okay, we, we are going to go home, and uh, we'll have our predictions on Twitter. So check that out. And our locks of the night and all that. It's going to be an entertaining couple of games against Minnesota. We'll have recaps uh, of the Saturday game on Monday. Preview of the game in Minnesota coming up on Monday morning. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. You have a terrific weekend. We appreciate you making us your first listen every day. We'll see you Monday right here on Locked On Golden Knights.